Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the Preston Shuttlesworth Audio Podcast, a place where we believe you can be equipped to conquer any obstacle in life through the power of God's Word. We have a mission and believe that whatever problem you might be facing, God has a word that can lift you out of your trouble. Now, here's your host, Preston Shuttlesworth. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Glad to be back with you after a couple-week hiatus because uh, I've been traveling on the road. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, you saw that I was in Vermont and uh, had a really awesome meeting there. And God's moving, and it's been awesome. But I'm very happy to be back with you today because we have a very, very special episode for you today as I have a special guest, which I will reveal in a little while. But quickly before we jump into today's episode, I want to clarify what this episode is about. And today's episode is not going to be so much a biblical teaching, not so much a preaching, but I felt to deal with where people are. And I felt led to do a podcast uh, with someone that I feel knows a lot more than me about politics. If you hear a jet, it's because we live in Virginia Beach. So thank you, Virginia Beach. Uh, <laughs> Air Force, whatever it is. And uh, so I felt led to do this episode today because obviously, if you haven't been living under a rock, you know that this, this is an election year. And not only is it an election year, but it's a very crucial and critical election that's coming up. And so I feel young people sometimes have this um, opinion <clears throat> about politics in general and elections that. Um, It doesn't matter, and whether you vote or not doesn't make a difference, and who you vote for doesn't matter, and those kinds of things. And so I felt to do a podcast to answer uh, some things I feel like my generation may not be educated on and also uh, needs someone that will guide them and help them. And so that's why I entitled today's episode, um, A Young Christian's Guide to Voting in 2020, because you might say, well... I'd like to vote, but I don't know why I'm voting. I don't know who to vote for. I don't know the Christian way to go about this thing. And so that's why we're on today. And that's where I want to introduce my very special guest, which is Colleen Shuttlesworth, who just so happens to be my mom. (laughs) Lucky me. Yep. So here she is. (laughs) And quickly, I don't know if you can just give a little introduction of who you are, I guess, to the people that are listening. Well, you are I'm, my mother. Well, yes. I'm Preston's mom, and that's really all that and we, we need to say. And we are in my room. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. She's supposed to give those secrets away. <laughs> We're not exactly uh, changing the world yet, but... Um, You're changing the world. But even if you weren't my mom, I would have asked you to be on a podcast <laughs> because I think you're awesome. And when it comes to this topic specifically, you know so much more than I do, and so... Uh, Today's episode is going to be kind of like an interview format. I have about 20 questions I've I've written down on my phone. (laughs) The pressure's uh, on. Yeah, the pressure's on. (laughs) And you don't have to take super long on each question. Do I know 20 things? Yes, you do. I believe you do. (laughs) So, yeah, interview style podcast today. So very different than uh, the listeners are used to, but I think it's going to be helpful, especially for people that are young and... uh, don't really know what to do during this election time. And so have about 20 questions. Okay. And uh, take as much time as you want in each question. You can go long, go short. You can have it be one-word answers. It doesn't matter, but okay. uh, it's going to be good. So the first question I want to ask about this election and about voting is how important 
is this upcoming election and why? Well, I, I believe it's probably, you know, the most significant one in, you know, my lifetime, definitely your lifetime. Yeah. Uh, first one you've ever voted for federally, right? First yeah, I voted in the, um, the two-year cycle one. Right. But this is my first yeah. big one, I guess, the four-year. Well, I mean, we're literally one election away from live birth abortions, you know, 60 to 70 percent taxation, socialized medicine, government control, a, a lot of really, really big things. It's not, yeah. it's not, it, it's really almost a good versus evil, you know, because yeah. it's the, the last days and um, it's just a, it's just a different, a different time, a more significant time. Um, the world is not going to look the same depending on yeah. who wins or loses, you know. It's yeah. going to be a real a real big difference. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, a lot of people, it seems, like I, I just know how my generation thinks, and a lot of times it seems to me they have this opinion that it's just kind of something that can be washed over. It doesn't really matter who's president. Everything will just be fine. Everything will work out. And I guess as a young person, when you don't have a job, maybe you don't have responsibilities, yeah. you don't really have anything in the fight, right. it's easy to think that yeah, way. Yeah, you've got no skin in the game. What do you right. care about what's going to happen to someone's 401k when you're still yeah, looking you, for your you first job? You probably job. don't even know what that word yeah. means. You know, you don't, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't know what a yeah. 401k until is. You, until you have something, you know, if you, if, you, if you don't have money, you don't have a big opinion on how the government's spending like it. You don't, you don't care where, right. where your money's going because you don't have a lot of money. Yeah, which is why there's so much, uh, you know, in the millennial-type generation, they're so big on free college and right, they you know, want, free yeah. this and free that and free this, um, free, you know, no, pay my student loans, that sort of thing. Yeah. And that all sounds great, mm -hmm. but, you know, someone, the rubber's going to meet the road somewhere and right. someone's going to have to pay for that. Um, and that's going to be them. Right. Right. <laughs> Which that's the part they don't you know, think about, you know, when they're you know that rolling song, um, along the lawn in a backpack. That song that came out this year, The Blessing, where one of the lyrics is, and your children, and your children. You know that song? No. Yes, we sang in church. Chelsea Brooke, lead it. <laughs> well, May I mean, his favor be upon you. Okay. For a thousand. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? See, uh, the melody I was, was okay. going through. For a thousand. You know that song? Yes, I do know. Okay, so there's a meme I saw where uh, it was like Joe Biden's <laughs> tax plan. Right. And then it was like, who's going to pay for this? Yeah. And then they led that song. <laughs> and your children. Yeah, and their children. For and a their thousand children. generation. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, uh, you know, anyway, it was some insane amount, amount of money that if, you know, we paid that every day, it was going to take 10,000 years to pay off the national yeah, debt. Yeah, I don't think any of us have 10,000 years. Maybe in the millennium. <laughs> yeah. But not, yeah, I, not now. It's, I I, it's not looking like I'm going to have 10,000 years. Yeah, so it's very, very important. And um, so, yeah, and then moving on to my second question is this. Aside from political things, mm -hmm. why should this election matter to a Christian? Because a lot of times people have this mentality of, you know, they'll say something like, well, Jesus isn't a Democrat or a, a Republican. Or they'll say right. something like, um, you know, that God's not really interested in elections and he doesn't really care. And maybe that's partly true, but aside from political things, why should it matter to a Christian, especially young Christians? Well, I mean, God's granted our freedom at birth. You know, that's what he gave to us. Mm -hmm. um, but the government's job is just to acknowledge that freedom, preserve that freedom. But holding on to um, godly rights and godly freedom, that takes takes action. You have to 
you have to do something yeah. or you know it will be taken away from you there's there's no getting around that i mean and you know when you think back in the history of civilization i mean thousands of years it's really only been in about the last 200 years that anybody's had the right to vote on anything <laughs> right right fairly new t- uh, yeah thing. like i get a say because it used to be this is how it's going to be you yeah. don't like it off with and your the head persons in charges was the they son were, of the previous person that right, was in charge. right right they were his kids <laughs> his rotten kids so it was it was kings and emperors and noblemen right. and Pharaohs. that they they just decided <laughs> yeah how your life was going to be and where your money was going to go and how much you get to keep and how much they get to keep yeah. and what God you could pray to and couldn't pray to. I mean, right. they that was all decided by, you know, for a, a big part of it, evil men. Yeah, and you if know. you didn't comply, then you died. <laughs> right, yeah, there was, you, you didn't get a lawyer. Right, there was, there was you no, had no rights. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, I mean, just that alone. Um, but even then, you know, just in the last 200 years or so since people have been allowed to vote, for some of the population... It hasn't even been that long, right? African Americans yeah. took much longer. Women, even longer. Yeah, it wasn't like in the twenties, you know. Right. So, um, so for for somebody like you know a, a woman like me, it's really only been in the history of humanity about a hundred years. Right. We we had a shot at saying what right. we thought, you know. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a pretty big deal. It is a huge deal. And you know, there's you you know yeah, of course you have your civic responsibility, but when we're talking about you know good and evil and right and wrong I mean even if you're not interested enough in politics to get into uh, big government versus little you know the economy the foreign policy and all that stuff it just that might not be all your thing yeah (laughs) but you can't get past some of the the main issues of right and wrong, right, absolutely. you know, life and death and, you know, abortion, abortion and gay, gay marriage, marriage and, yeah. and, and, and what sort of people are going to be teaching your children and what are they going to be allowed to yeah, teach them, exactly. you know, because the government gets in there and, you know, they're, they want to, they want to control everything. They yeah. want to indoctrinate your kids. They want to um, tell you what you're allowed to believe. They, you're not allowed to oppose them, you know, right. if a certain type of government gets in, you know, like somebody like Biden. I mean, there's only two of them. Right. Um, yeah, it's not, you like, know. not like we're voting between Donald right. Trump and Jesus. Right, I mean, so it's, we might just throw it out there, right? It's Donald Trump and Joe um, Biden. You know, it, it, they, you have to literally, as a Christian, you have to shut down your whole moral compass, you know, right. um, because they, they, they stand up for everything except anything righteous. Yeah. And if it's, if it's, it's like the only thing you're allowed to openly discriminate against now, and yeah. nobody says anything, um, and and that would be you know Christian values. Yeah. And you're not allowed to oppose what they say. You're not allowed to. They don't compromise on it. You're not allowed any dissent. You know. Yeah. It's just their godless agenda, and and you just, you know, yeah. you're just gonna have to take it. And if you don't fight for what you want. You know, maybe you're 20 today, but if you don't fight for what you want, then you can't come crying about what you don't have tomorrow. Right. Because you've got to, you've got to take a stand. You've got, yeah. I mean, you've got to at least. This is your chance. Yeah, I yeah, mean. This is your chance to have Nobody's asking you to, you know, crawl up the stairs of the White House on your right. knees. <laughs> right. You know, just go vote. Right. And vote with godly principles. Vote. Yeah. You know. For, and one th- a, like common misconception that people have is they'll say something like, you know, America's a democracy. 
when in reality it's not a democracy at all. It's something called a democratic republic, right? which means we have the democracy of we choose and we have elections and we vote for representatives that represent us in the government. Right. People think we're a democracy. No, a democracy would mean we as people would be like the government. We would vote on every single thing. Right. But what America yeah. is, it's a democratic republic, yep. meaning that we have the democracy to choose who will mm -hmm. represent us in the White House and in the Court yeah. of Representatives, in the House, right. Your and power the is to pick those people, and they're going to do... And when they have the power, mm -hmm. yep. then, you know... Obviously, there are checks and balances within the branches right. of government, well, but it's very important. Yeah, it's supposedly. Very, yeah, so but this is. But they don't always do that, right? We found right. that out this summer. Yeah, there's all kind, of, you know, there's all kinds of uh, amendment rights that were getting smashed and right. overlooked and rewritten until yeah. somebody, you know, until pe people started to stand up and tell them they couldn't do that. Right. So, getting back to the original question, that like aside from political things, why should the election matter to a Christian? It should matter to you as a Christian. Because you have a moral responsibility mm -hmm. to vote according to the Bible, yep. vote according to the word of God. And anything that resists that, anything that tries to take that from you, there should be a righteous indignation that yeah. rises in your spirit that yep. says, I'm going to resist against this antichrist system. Because right. that, that's really what it is. Yes, it is. That's the plan no of the question. devil. Mm -hmm. And to uh, have this ignorant thought that that's not going to come to America is just dumb. You know? Right, and you also can't, they also can't think, well, there's nothing I can do. I'm one vote. There's nothing I can do. It's going to, whatever's going to happen. But, you know, there's no, no such thing as a hopeless case while Jesus still lives. Right, okay. yes. There's, there's always something that can be done so yeah. and that's just kind of a defeatist thing you know to i'm you know i can't do anything yeah. that, that's not true it's just because apathetic and that yeah. 10 million people think like that and elections are won and lost over yeah i read something that, that said like if all evangelical christians would vote they could decide the election almost just by themselves yeah but just they don't they don't vote right so and I, but i think i think that's been different in this last election and and in this one for, yeah. for sure because I think they see the the weight of it. Yeah, the weight of it, and and on a positive side, even with everything else that's gone on, I mean, we've seen the changes that the right man can, how that can affect our lives. Um, you know, it's like when it comes to Donald Trump. You know, you have to remember. I see that one of your questions there about about him, but you know. Ladies, we're not, you know, you're not looking for a husband. You're not looking for a date. You're not looking for a boss. You're not looking for, <laughs> for a BFF. A or a savior. Right. You're not looking for a guy to play basketball <laughs> with. You want somebody that's going to go out and, you know, kick butt and take names and, and, and do something and, for us. And, and do what he said that he's going to do while he's running. Right. Which and, is very different. And Christians, like, you know, what the, the Christian community that stands behind Trump, no, nobody's standing up and saying, you know, we're going to hire him as our pastor next. We're not, he's not, we're not hiring him, him as a, as an office gift or a, our spiritual leader. What Christians really want is a leader who will just allow them to serve God, worship God freely without yeah. government interference, right. without them saying, you can't talk about this from your pulpit because that, without, you know, yeah. where, where you're actually discriminated against, you can't file, you know, that company where, you know, they're going to get on you for this. They're gonna, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. we just want to be able to practice our faith freely. Right. And we want a leader that's going to make it as easy for us to do that as, as possible. Now, if he loves God and yeah. hears his voice and all that, you know, that, that's just wonderful, but that's not, 
you know, that's not what we're voting for. I, yeah. I, he's not he's not your husband. You don't have to go home to him every night. Maybe you don't, you, don't you know. You pray to him. <laughs> I mean, you know, some people can't handle big personalities. Some people can't handle, you know what I mean? I get a kick out of it. But, I mean, I grew up with a dad and three brothers. You know what I mean? Right. So, and, and, and then we yeah. into the Shuttlesworth family. So I'm used to big personalities. That's, that, um, but, you know, that's, that's, a, that's yeah. a preferential thing. Right. Um, some people just, you know, can't handle that. But, you know, I, but, I don't. But one thing you touched on that I want to ask you about also is I didn't write it down. But um, you're not an American citizen. You came from Canada. Yeah, odd that I'm so passionate about that. I know, which is, but that's one of the reasons why I want to have you on, because yeah. you have the unique perspective of you li- You grew up somewhere that wasn't here. Right. And then you came to America. And now we can see in Canada that Canada yeah. is becoming like a Western European, it basically is like a European nation. It's very, yeah. uh, so progressive that even preachers, like yeah. we have um, a cousin in her husband, that pastor right. mm-hmm. in Montreal, yep. and they can't even preach about certain things publicly without fear of the government interfering, shutting oh, down yeah. their churches, mm-hmm. silencing them. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can't so say. So one question I want to ask you was, you know, growing up there and then coming here, what about America is worth preserving? And what about the election helps preserve those things that are worth Well, preserving? I mean, I left Canada when I was 20, you know, so I was just literally a couple years of being I know. A kid, so, you know? so you've lived most of your life. So my adult in, life has yeah. mostly been here. Yeah. But, um, but I have watched what's happened. You know, most of my, um, what I think about, you know, politics and leaders and that sort of stuff mostly was formed in the United States because I was an adult here. Right. But, you know, I, it, it's a funny thing. Like freedom's a funny thing because, you know, you can have a dog on a long chain Mm-hmm. And you can just take a link or two off each day or year. And they don't notice it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one or two a year, you got a hundred links on it and that dog's roaming around free and he doesn't really know. But he becomes so conditioned to this <laughs> small chain. Right. Chain change. Um, you know, and that's that's what's happened in a lot yeah. of places. Over you time. You know, now it's gradually. like, now yeah, now somebody's literally got their hand on the collar. <laughs> right. And di- directing every move they make, and mm-hmm. and there wasn't a whole lot of maybe resistance in some areas because yeah. they never felt it coming. Yeah, and that's one thing that is a reason why we vote, especially when it comes to something like a vaccine that's probably yeah. going to be coming. Right. Because what they what one side wants is everyone has to take it, and if you don't, you can't work, you can't right. go to school, you can't right. all these cra- like crazy yeah. things. Control. But only thing that we're trying to say or preserve is the right to make our own choices without right. the fear of yeah, if we don't if we don't comply with everyone else right. that will be persecuted for it. Right. And that's all really it comes down yep. to. It's not like um, we're worshiping one side or where we, we, uh, our affiliations belong to a certain party. It's more right. just about having freedom of speech, having the ability to have our constitutional rights not be taken yeah. from us. Which, I mean, you can even see, you know, that is is even clearly, you know, there, there's stories coming out about, you know, candidates and stuff. Now, yeah. if it's Trump, it, nope, nobody has to <laughs> right, verify it, right? Yeah. If it's, if it's um, a, a Supreme Court justice, you know, like Kavanaugh, they literally went back to his yearbook mm-hmm. and read all the message in his yearbook. Right, yeah. Biden's son, laptop, nah. Right. Because they're <laughs> you know, biased, yeah. Giant laptop full of info. We're just not going to bother. Terabytes of right. incriminating and, evidence. And not like all the major news networks, not one of them have even given one second of time to that. You, that the guys, 
the the partner that came forward, you know, yeah. that corroborated it, and um, Blavovich. Or they've like never that. even mentioned his name. Yeah, you know, and and it's just you know it's total it, media bias. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, so that's that's just craziness. That's that's communist China stuff. That's Russia stuff. That's countries where the government controls the news, which then isn't the news. It's just propaganda at that point. Yeah, and um, you know, we're living in that. All these crazy things that. Uh, Five years ago, people would have you would have thought is almost, um, you know, all these conspiracy. You know, that's crazy, and that's you know, it's right. like now it's wow, like that could totally <laughs> that literally happened. Yeah, monkeys on the moon. Yeah, I, that, that could totally <laughs> yeah, happen with, with how this year has gone. I can yeah. I'll believe anything. At the, yeah. It's true though. Yeah, because there's probably no yeah. coronavirus up there. <laughs> that's right. And that was actually my third question. I was going to ask you about Donald Trump because that's kind of the elephant in the room, yeah. especially for young people. I don't know why it is, but. Um, especially when it comes to Christians, because they see, you know, that Donald Trump's a, a brash person. Right. He's a very macho man. He likes to be the alpha male mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. And they see that as, oh, because he acts that way, I can't vote for him. But right. like, like you said, you're not voting for your best friend. Right. You're not voting for your Lord and Savior. Well, what we're also saying when you say that is like, you know, he he offends my sensibility, so I can't vote for him. But what I will compromise on is go ahead and kill babies you know, yeah. you go ahead and have, you know, gay teachers telling your kids that that's an alternate lifestyle and there's nothing wrong with it. Go ahead and have this whole genderless, crazy, perverted, twisted nonsense be indoctrinated around your kids all day long. Right. That's perfectly okay. But vote for the guy that kind of makes me feel a little eh. <laughs> You know, it's like, come on. It's, I mean, that's it's kind insane. of immature to think that way. Yeah, and you know, you gotta you gotta open your eyes, and sometimes you gotta fight to find out real information, especially in the day and age we live in, because you know, evil men have lost power, and evil men are doing everything they can to get it back, mm-hmm. and that's what all of this is about, yeah. you know. And um, that's that's what this virus is about. That's what all this yeah. nonsense going on is. It's that's what it's all about. Right. So, um, when it comes to you know, of course we have foundationally all those moral issues, but even even if you were unsaved and you didn't even have that type of a moral foundation that, you know, was Bible-based, I mean, if you vote in lawmakers and you vote in leaders yeah. that make, li- make laws... That they don't follow themselves. Mm-hmm. You're not being governed by anyone. You're being ruled by someone. Right. And when you're being ruled by evil, power-hungry people, right, it's not going to be good. Yeah, there's, there's like that <laughs> that quote from Winston Churchill. He said, "Absolute power will corrupt." Corrupt. Absolutely. absolutely. Right. And um, that's what we're fighting against. And that's why in America, the the founding fathers set up. And obviously, the founding fathers weren't the best people in the world. We know that. Right. But they set up a, a checks and balances in the right. government that what happened in England and the nations they came from would right. never be able to happen in America. Right. That's why we have the Constitution. Yep. That's why we have branches of government. That's why you need a certain amount of votes in the Senate to pass things through. Mm-hmm. Because if it gets to a point where there's total, total monopoly of ideas right. and there's no... Um, differentiating of ideals and values. Right. Why you have to have a legislative branch that's separate, right? Um, what, you know, and and again, that goes. That's that's what Democrats are trying to do. They want you know people say pack the courts. You know, yeah. sometimes people don't even know what that means. Right. But uh, you know what they want to do is take it from this number of justices and maybe let's make it twenty. You know, so that they can put people in there 
and, and let's not have it be a lifetime. Yeah. You know, um, the reason they're lifetime appointments is so that they're not politically motivated. Right. You know, um, but then all that does is become another arm of the. You know, it's just be, it just becomes you know yeah a second Congress number two. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> supposed to be they're supposed to be people that just interpret the Constitution that right. make decisions not based on any political ideology. But just the Constitution said this, so that's where we stand. And all right. the rest of you guys can fight it out, and you can vote them in, and you can vote them out. But it's supposed yeah. to be different. Um, you know, that's part of the checks and balances yeah. that, that the Constitution, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, the country, the country no, no country is perfect, obviously. And, right. you know, and there's a lot nowadays, you know, just this summer, you know, obviously there's a lot of all the racial issues and the, you know, the... The, the terrible um, history of slavery in the United States. But, you know, and I look at that and how horrible and just just awful that was. But I also look at a country that they didn't start slavery. I look at America it was the country that ended it. <laughs> you know what I mean? There were some right. people that needed, you know, they had some yeah. crazy... Um, thought processes, you know what I mean? That they, you know, went back generation, really centuries, you yeah. know. But in a very short period of time, Americans started standing up and saying, well, this isn't right. Right, yeah. Well, we're no better than those people, and those people are no better than those people. And, and this country wasn't established, you know, it was, it was so that we could all be equal. And people started fighting for it. And because of the type of government we had, because of the Constitution yeah. we had, we got rid of that horrible, horrible thing. Yeah. And now you talk about that, and people would be like, What's if you thought that was okay? People would be like, "What's wrong with you?" You yeah. know, I mean, that was like a good thing that you know, a horrible thing that right. we got rid of. Right. Um, and that's one thing I think my generation struggles with is they have a lot of passion and a lot of zeal, but they have misdirected frustration. Right. Where, you know, you saw the riots this year and the the looting and all these sorts of things that happened. Mm -hmm. When in reality, the reason why they were doing it, at least for a lot of them, was you know a good reason in theory. But they're just ignorant of actually what is actually happening, and that's yeah. where I ha feel for my generation, and I'm and I'm grieved in my spirit because I know that if we could just direct that in the right direction, it could be something that's good. Right. Because they have good hearts. The reason they were doing that, and I know I know a lot of them were doing it for because they just well, wanted it, to burn. Well, it usually it usually starts out with somebody that might have a good motive, but then the evil they people in yeah they, they hijack, hijack and they, they come in yeah. and 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 really. You know, a lot of that's just about um, evil people wanting to stay in power, and and you know they're right. they're just using people like, like and taking yeah, pawns on a yeah. and that's that's yeah. a whole other horrible situation. Right. Um, but you know, it's it's you know we're living in a time where Satan doesn't even hide anymore what he's right. doing. It's all out in the open, and still we have a church that can't see him. Right. He, he he used to disguise himself. Right. There used to be a day and age where if you were living in this sort of sin. You at least tried to hide it because right. you were ashamed of it, or you know, I can't, you know, these people can't know I'm, you know, doing right. this or doing that. You know, I'm not gonna drop sins because I'm not yeah. trying to, like, you know. There's a quote that says, um, "The greatest lie the devil ever told was convincing the world that he didn't exist." Yeah, 
And that's mm-hmm. true a lot, yep. you know, because people are for all, sure. And that's where this whole godless society comes yep. from. And and that's why they want God out of schools. That's why they want to shut the church down. Yeah. That's why if you look at any dictator throughout human history, mm-hmm. almost always one of the first things they did is they were they banned churches. They yep. burned Bibles. They shut yep. down religious gatherings because yep. they knew that if they and don't they shut, learned how to charm and manipulate people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You can go all the way back to the Roman Empire, yeah. where they would kill Christians in the Colosseum, throw them yeah. to lions. Yeah. And why? Because they knew that if that message of Christ Jesus got to the world, yeah. they wouldn't be able to have their dictatorship. They wouldn't be able to move people right. like puppets on strings because mm-hmm. the gospel is what sets people free. Right. So that's what's happened this year. So that's why I find it very confusing and disheartening that our, or not our generation, I guess I'm a different generation than you, but my generation has really just given up pretty yeah. easily when it comes to why why stay open during the pandemic. Well, we you stay open because you understand yeah. that what we believe in and what we preach, that's what sets people free. Right. And, and free, freedom's never given to anybody voluntarily by an oppressor. Right? It has to be fought for. It has to be taken by force all yeah. through history. Yeah. There's no there's no evil ruler who's just going to say, "You know what? Gosh, they're, you know, singing around the campfire and hugging right, yeah, and braiding the, each other's hair. Yeah, there's let's, no power. <laughs> no, you know, let's give them, no, it doesn't work like that. You know, evil's everywhere, but, and, you know, God is love, but love isn't weak. Right. Love is sometimes, you know, being okay with making people not like you. Love fights for what it believes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And it makes people mad, even people you care about. I mean, what that's what, you know, that's what parenting is, right? You got to love somebody enough to make your... Kids not like you sometimes, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, you, so you, you fight for things that you believe in. And then we have to, it would be like saying it, like if someone was, if, if a child was playing on train tracks right. and there was a train coming down I those tracks. I don't want to tracks, raise my voice at him. Right. Yeah. But the child's It'd having, traumatizing. yeah, the, the kid's having so much fun on those train tracks. Right. I'm going to be a jerk parent if right. I yell at my child to get off the train tracks because the train's coming and right. it's going to hurt them. Oh yeah. Oh, scar but, them for life. but that's where people are now yeah. where they're so afraid to be controversial. They're so afraid to be yeah. offensive, quote unquote, yeah. in this generation yeah. that they're not willing to speak truth to save someone's life. Nope. And that's very sad. And um, and they they don't there's a they don't understand the power of the Holy Ghost, you know they think that it's not our job to be the Holy Spirit, you know we 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 can do we can say we can preach, but you can't you can't coddle somebody into breaking free from some spiritual deception, yeah. you know it, you it, that takes a little boldness it takes the power of the Holy Ghost it takes and and yeah. people can't work with something that they they don't even have that you know because it's just been lost in the church leaders don't preach the power of the holy ghost right. the delivering power a breakthrough power they don't yeah. even you say those terms they don't even know what you're talking about it's almost just like a community or like yeah. a group of friends that you meet once a week and because they don't know that power they don't understand how that just that yeah. declarative word, just that right. standing, how that can literally move mountains. It's like Paul said in Romans one sixteen. He said, "I am unashamed of the gospel." Comma. Why was he unashamed? For it is the power yeah. that sets men free. Right. First the Jew, then the Gentile. Right. So Paul was saying, "I'm unashamed of the gospel." But why was he unashamed? He was unashamed because he knew the gospel was the power to set men free. Yeah. If there's no power to set people free, then you do have a reason to be ashamed. Yeah. Because what's the point of believing in a God that? And can't then do you try and start to solve things, 
your way, right? In your flesh, yeah. by in your reason, in your yeah. kind heart, being in your being wise in men's right. eyes and scratching right. their ears. Meanwhile, you've got these evil people staring back at you, thinking, "Yeah, you go ahead and." Yeah, they don't you know, care. They, they could you care less. ahead while I plan your demise and I right. look you in the eyes and smile at you because, you know, they... And to be honest, a lot of these pastors of these mega churches had tie-ins with the government in the first place. Yeah. And I mean, we won't go into that, but a lot of them were taking money under the table from yeah. these organizations and these in government inf- interference and all this kind of stuff. And, and they're building... You know, a lot of times, you know, it start gets to the point where you're almost building a monument to yourself. You know, it's almost yeah, it's, like... Well, it's, so it's, you can't, it's an empire of you dirt. You can't preach... Against hard against sin, because you can't if you did, preach everyone against, would leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, only only the strong want to go through yeah. that refining process. Yeah, but, so. yeah, exactly. What's the point of building something right. that's so big but has no power to do anything? Well, so now what happens is, you know, even those weak churches, you know, the devil steps in with this virus thing, and right. you know, who would have thought a year ago that within you know a month they would have shut down. 99% of the churches in America yeah. without a fight. You know, just because someone said, you got to do that. Yeah. Like, you know, no, yeah. it, it didn't, it wasn't even messy. <laughs> I think it was. They um, just said, sure. Yeah, I think, I think Jonathan was the one that said it. He was like, who would have thought the the way that would have shut the church down was just asking them nicely. Exactly. And that's exactly, <laughs> that's all they did. All they, they did was ask nicely. Yeah. Now they got smile. mean, they got mean after a while. We yeah. found that out. They well, could, but, but yeah. I mean, even the people that were delivering the mean messages didn't right. want to. Yeah. They're there like, you know, doing their job, but they're, they, they don't, they don't want to do that. It's just, it's just so crazy. But yeah. I mean, that, that happened. Now, why did it happen? You know, do you think, you think, um. You know, John G. Lake and Smith Wigglesworth and Oral Roberts, you think, you know, mm. or even Osteen's father, you think these guys would have just, you know, done that? I, I you know, yeah. I, I don't think there's, so. There's a saying, <laughs> there's a saying I like, I, forget, I don't know who said it, but it was something along the lines of strong people create a good world and a good world creates weak people and then a weak people create uh, a weak world mm-hmm. and then a weak world creates strong people. And mm-hmm. it, just, it just kind of goes and in that And those strong cycle. people are usually, what Which what are they standing up for, those strong people that end yeah. up in the end? You know, are they good yeah. or are they evil? They're the good ones, absolutely. <laughs> and every movie you watch, it's the good ones yeah. are the ones that are, you know, in the minority most of the time. Yeah. But basically what that's saying is, you know, you talk about John G. Lake and Kenneth Hagin and John Osteen and these people that were strong, mm-hmm. they created a good world. Yeah. But then what happens is people get comfortable and how everything's good, everything's going fine, and they don't realize that it was good because mm-hmm. of the strong people that made it good. And pride always sets in sometimes. Right, and then pride. You know? and, and so um, the church has kind of gone on this pendulum, and, and it swung this way of weakness because yeah. they got comfortable where they were. Yeah. And because of that, the devil got a foothold, came yeah. in, weakened the church, mm-hmm. and now that the church is weak, what I believe is, you know, my generation and younger, God's raising up strong people in yeah. the midst of There's the, always the weakness. There's always a remnant, yep. And, yeah. and they... That's the thing, the power of the Holy Ghost. I mean, it's, you know, all these churches, it's like they, a lot of them feel like, they, you know, they just, they have to com- compete with so much in the world, right? The, the yeah. world is so big and bright and fast and yeah. technologically advanced and there's so much going on. How does a, but you get, you get sick people in a room where the Holy Ghost is preached and where the word is preached. And I don't care how much of an adrenaline junkie you are in the world you watch people 
get up out of wheelchairs and blind eyes come open yeah. and your baby that was sick get healed or your parent that was you know dying get brought back right. i mean y- you want to see a generation rise up in a revival yeah. miracles it's the dinner bell the yeah. salvation absolutely i mean no question absolutely you know and 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 that's that's what the gen- this generation will respond to yeah and i think i think it may have been oral roberts that wrote in his uh, autobiography, but he said a young pastor came to him and asked him, what's the number one key to building a big church? And he looked at him and he gave him a very interesting answer. He said, when you preach, preach until the anointing of the Holy Ghost bounces off the wall that's in front of you mm-hmm. and reflects and hits you. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's the key. And the, young, yeah. and the young pastor was like, what does that mean? But the more I minister, the more I realize what he's saying is you preach until the anointing of the Holy Ghost hits an atmosphere and then when it hits the atmosphere, you allow miracles and the Holy Ghost to move. And if people with stage four cancer can come to a church service and get healed mm-hmm. after the doctor gives up on them and says, you know, don't take your medication anymore, just say goodbye to your mm-hmm. family, and they can come and get healed of stage four cancer, there won't be a line big enough right. of the people that will mm-hmm. want to come and be in those kinds yep. of services. And no... no um Social media, no, nothing will ever be able to talk that person out of God being real. Right. Never. And that's it doesn't matter. They say that doesn't make any sense. This says that. You're a fanatic. You're that. They'll be, it doesn't matter if they've been a rank liberal. It doesn't mean they will know without a shadow of death and no one will ever be able to convince them ever again that God's not real and he's not supernatural. Yeah. Uh, because you can't. You can't, un, you can't take that away from somebody. Absolutely. Um, you know, and we have to get... You know, the, the, the church is a worshiping church, but the word isn't there. Right. It's a you very know? emotional so, thing. So, yeah, and, and they'll get in to these worship services and they'll feel something because their soul is moved. Yeah, that's soul and, and emotion. And, and, you know, the devil was a worship leader. I mean, they he, <laughs> they, he understands the power of music and the power of that. And yeah. so worship's important. It prepares our heart, but it, it, it's in the soul realm, right. you know, but until people understand the difference between their soul and their spirit until they get into that part and it's funny because you can't even worship god in your soul because the bible says those that come to all those god was searched looking for people that will worship him in spirit and in truth doesn't say he's looking for people that worship him in in their soul yeah you know because you can listen to any secular artist oh it could change you you can can feel one way listen to one song and you can feel another way in five minutes and people get moved by their soul all the time listening to secular music all the time but the thing that makes the gospel different is a spirit connection Mm -hmm. because god's a spirit and you can't worship him outside of the spirit and uh that's a really good point but i want to get back to uh election stuff this was was a really good uh, side point yeah we totally left no no but no no, it's really it's great stuff (laughs) but um i want to kind of steer back into election and voting and things like that because that's what um the podcast was about but that was an awesome sidebar um and i hope it helped you that are listening but i want to get back and ask you a question about joe biden because uh obviously you know there are so many things you can look up on instagram and social media where joe biden is it seems like a a crazy person (laughs) but well one uh, thing we all know is that i don't let's be honest there's two people running there's trump and there's biden yeah. There's people that are voting for Trump or against Trump. Yeah. Nobody's voting for Biden. If you're voting for Biden, it's you you're, hate Trump, you're Trump. voting against Trump. Right. Right? <laughs> nobody's nobody. Nobody's going there thinking 
this guy's got it going on. This guy is going to change stuff. Do you think last election was kind of like that in the opposite, though? Like, people just hated Hillary Clinton so much that they voted for Donald no, Trump? No, I, I, I don't because... The last election, I think it was for, it was the first time in a long time, people. I mean, everybody kind of did it with one eye open. Even the Christians, you know, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of Christians only did it because they knew he promised the Supreme Court and he came through, you know, on that. Yeah. Um, and they wanted that branch of the government to be to have good people on it, but there was there. I I really think that there was a just a, an excitement in people like this guy. He's already rich. Yeah. He's not starting at 30, and so he's got to... And he's not a career politician. Right, so he's got to pay off all these people right. and say, look, I, I'm going to run on this, but then they say, you know, and then a Pelosi comes over to them and says, like, you know, you just hush it right now, and you do this, this, and you do what I tell you, and then next year you can have a crumb of bread. Right. And then you do this for three years, and then we'll give you a little bit more and a little, you know what I mean? So it's like they, yeah. they all got these back deals going on, and... They, they've got, there's money involved in a lot of it, you know? Yeah. And, and so but, you do this for me, I'll do this but, for you. But really, Joe Biden is exactly the opposite of that. He's a career politician. His whole right. life was politics. He probably right. had to do many, many things to He's been in a there of, almost five decades. Yeah. And even if you listen to him talk, I mean, even if you just listen to him talk when he was running with Obama, I mean, even if... Even if I agreed with his policies, even if I didn't think he was a thieving lion, <laughs> yeah. you know, corrupt politician, he can't put his ends together. He can't. He can't. He can't. Yeah, he get definitely a, has. He, at he's least, had something at least happen early to him. onset dementia. Or yeah, something. I mean, there's all there's talk that he's had a couple brain brain aneurysms. You know, I you know I don't know I, about any of that sort of stuff. I mean, it, if you listen to him talk, you'd almost think so, but. Um, you know, he he's just, he's too corrupt. I mean, how can you trust somebody like that to negotiate with China <laughs> in the best interest of America when we've got emails saying we're going to set a, set aside $10 million for the big guy, you know, yeah. your dad? I mean, you you think he's, you know, and so that, and that was, that's the difference, you know, yeah. with Trump. Again, personality aside, um, I get a kick out of his personality, but I understand some people just don't like that. Whatever, that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, he he's not beholden to anyone. Right. You know, and to me, that's what makes a good leader someone who's uh, strong and brave and fearless. And and the guy, look, he, I mean, the best unemployment. I mean, the GDP growth. Every every minority group. Every. All the rec all the num all his numbers are like off the charts. Like right. no one's ever done that. Um, you know, criminal re reform. Um, just so many things that he he really did, and um, he could because he did it well. Everybody he had them coming at him from the front, the back, right? Both you know both Every flanks. <laughs> he had you know dropping bombs on the him. Media. Can you imagine what he could have done if he would have just even in the beginning from when yeah. when they had the house, even the Republicans in the beginning you know didn't trust him and they wanted him. Some of those want him out. Right. You know some of those guys that were corrupt too. And and so he he's done all of that just literally in a you know in a gunfight just carrying a knife. You know what I mean and yeah. and. It's just it's just crazy. So if I'm if I'm in a country and I know that he's not going to be dealing with, you know, like Trudeau from Canada, the prime minister there, you know, I mean, 
Yeah. Just like a softy little guy. Yeah, he's not like, you know what I he mean? He doesn't come off as like a strong no, leader. But if, if if he's if I want somebody who's gonna deal with Putin, yeah. who's gonna be like Trump, you know what yeah. I mean? Who's gonna be be able to uh, stand toe to toe with him? At least Trump's not. a businessman and, and knows yeah. how those things work and I mean, yeah. I mean, if you defeated business in New York City for decades, you know, you're, did used, very well at it, yeah. you're used to dealing with some, yeah, some, some attitude. And some <laughs> grimy, slimy people. Yes, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah. But, but I mean, all that stuff's, that sort of stuff's personal. And that sort of stuff is, you know, like I said, there's a difference between figuring out where they stand on, you know, uh, fossil fuels and where they stand on renewable energy and where they stand on yeah, but international economics and all that that all that that's politics and all that stuff. extra yeah yeah that's, but that's my next question because i was going to ask you for me like as a christian it really has to come down like abortion number yeah. one like yeah. i don't understand how a christian can right. vote for joe biden in good conscience right. it makes no absolutely no sense whatsoever. You know, if you want to vote for Joe Biden and, you know, you think a, a baby is just a blob of cells and things right. like that, that's okay. But to be a born again, quote unquote, fire baptized, you, you believe the Holy Ghost lives in you and you can vote for someone that's pro-abortion and wants to fund Planned Parenthood, that just makes absolutely no sense no, to me. No, none at and all. And that's why I want to ask the next question is... How big of an issue is that abortion when it comes to voting well, as a, a Christian? Well, it's it's a huge huge issue, but it's not a new issue. I mean, when Jesus was a baby, um, Satan prompted the government to murder babies, right? Right. So we got a new government, but we got the same old devil. Yeah. And that's not a hard one for me. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting, actually, that that you say that that um, any time that God was going to bring a deliverer yep. to the people. The devil was killing babies. Mm -hmm. Go to Moses. When Moses was born, the yep, Bible says time. Pharaoh sent a decree, kill all the newborns two, two years old and younger, throw them into the Nile River. Yep. Jesus. And you can go to many other instances that when God was about to do something and deliver his people, mm -hmm. the devil was trying to wipe out a generation yep. before they could get a chance to even live. And you think of all the great men of God. Yeah. That. Potentially could. That the devil got. Yeah. Through abortion. It's true. You know, uh, just it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And that's, for me, you know, you, like you said, you can get into foreign policy and oil yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and that's true. And but people have debated that for decades and decades and decades, you know. And, and, and But it used to be, it, it, it's, it's how you can tell this is a different time. You know, we're in the end times. This is a spiritual thing because there was, there's always been... Republican, Democrats, and Independents. And right. people could have conversations about those types of things in politics, and they could laugh, and how could you yeah. think that? What, oh, you know what happened here, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, but now mm -hmm. it's like you wear a red hat into the wrong place, and literally the devil, like, just... I, I've, seen, I've seen people that, you know... Uh, that I knew were Christians or whatever, and you'll be scrolling through Facebook, and it's like, I know that person, love the Lord, and all of a sudden they're putting all this because, you know, how much they hate the president and this and that, <laughs> and I'm thinking, that is a devil. Yeah. That is so demonic because the, the stats don't even match up with that hatred. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's not, you can't look at the last three years and think, well, look, he tanked the market, so in all the, you know, wages are down and employment's 
up and you, you, you can't, there's none of that stuff. Right. I mean, a, the overwhelming majority of people say that they're, they're living better in the natural, you know, now than when they were four years ago. Yeah. But yet this hatred and this, you know, it's just, it, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just really not crazy. Even, it's not even natural. It's, it's like a spiritual oh, it, thing. It's absolutely a spiritual thing. And, you know, it, it, it obviously the spirit of the age and, you know, the fact that he stands up for Christians. I mean, how long has it been since we've seen that? Yeah. And that's, that was leading me to my next question was which candidate would be better for the church? <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Well, <laughs> but I want you to explain like someone that knows nothing. Let's say they yeah. haven't watched the news. They don't know. They just live been living in Iraq from January till now. And they just don't know anything. How would you explain? Okay. Why this, why Donald Trump would be better for the church than Joe Biden? Why, how would you explain that to them? Well, I mean, The, the basis of everything that he stands for is anti-biblical. I mean, we don't even have to go deep into the Bible. We can just go straight to the Ten Commandments. Liar. like just the, <laughs> just the basic rules. There's only ten. Yeah, don't lie. You know, don't and steal. Yeah, um, yeah. He's not. He's not doing good even there. Right. So, um, and, and obviously, I'm not. You know, I'm obviously. You know, Trump was not some. You know, yeah, choir boy or yeah, anything like it's that. It's not like he's uh, Kenneth Hagin. Choir boys or, or are something. especially good, but uh, you know, he, he, obviously he had, um, you know, he didn't live for the Lord his whole life or anything right, like that. Yeah. But like, again, I go back to I'm not looking for a spiritual leader there. Right. I'm not looking for a man he's, of God. Not, I'm looking for someone who's going to let me serve God how right. I want to worship and him how I want to keep his hands off of and it. be f- and yeah. be free and yeah. leave me alone. You don't yeah. have to believe what I believe. Right. You know, I I follow like, rules I didn't write like, in a book I didn't write. Like he passed that law that made. So preachers could yeah. uh, talk about politics from their right. Pulpits. It used to be if you did that, they could come in and was a, a hush order, whatever. Yeah, they whatever could take your tax exempt status away right. from you. And he took that away. Yeah. He, so, you know, when you look at things he's actually done, yeah, you can say, okay, he actually has been a benefit for the church and not something that's been negative. Oh no question. Yeah. No question. And I mean, when's the last time you saw a president go into, um, you know, a, a I don't know if they were a spirit-filled church, but it was a evangelical church just recently, you yeah. know, and actually just sit through someone or prophesy over him or pray over him. Or he's had a lot yeah. of, and you know, an, some of them we know, real good yeah. Holy Ghost preachers lay, hands, lay on hands on him. Yeah. I mean. And think about what he's done for Israel. There has never yeah, been a more pro-Israel president. That's huge. You know, especially if you know the Bible. The Bible says, you know, pray always for the peace of mm-hmm. Jerusalem. The Bible has, uh, it teaches that you should you know, be pro-Israel, be yep. before their nation. And that's one thing that he, more than any other president, that at least I've well, been alive... a lot of people would talk about it, but he did it. Right. You know, he did stuff. He moved the cap... Yep. The, what is the U.S. Embassy? Yep. Embassy? Yep. Yeah, the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And quickly. And, yeah, and so... And for a good price, because he's Trump. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's no question who the better candidate is for the church. Yeah. And... I mean, I know you could talk, we could have a whole other hour where, where you could just talk about, you know, the the year this, our church, yeah. you know, our home church has gone through yeah. and how different it would have been if we had a Joe Biden as president during this yeah. time. But and also, you know what, how different it would have been if we would have had a different pastor right. in our church. That's true. <laughs> 
like how that affected us because one of the things is you know it's like dad and I would talk about we when all this stuff was going on and everybody was shutting down and and the people it really didn't matter what they trusted him to hear from God so if he if we just had church they just did whatever because it was just in them right. you know that that faith it wasn't it's who they were you can't create warriors overnight right you know that takes time and, and that what, takes and the what word we saw was there are a lot of people that were quote-unquote faith preachers yeah but it's easy to preach faith in a time and moment where it, it requires zero faith oh yeah when, <laughs> when there's not a year jail sentence staring right. down it's your back easy. and you're not talking to six police in the parking lot yeah you know? it's, it's, it's easy to preach against goliath <laughs> and how you're going to cut his head off mm-hmm. until there's a goliath actually mocking when it's God. a pop, when it's a pop-up book right yeah, yeah. when it's a story yeah yeah Exactly. And so that was going to lead me into one of my final questions because we're coming about an hour long already. It's flown by. But I was going to ask you, what has this year revealed to you? One about America. And I guess it's also a double question of what has this year revealed to you about the church, the modern state of Well, I think, like I said before, you know, we're living in a time where Satan doesn't hide who he is anymore. And sadly, we got a world full of people that still don't see him. Yeah. And, um, you know, when... When it comes to the election, if people choose to uh, elect corrupt politicians, then they can't cry victim next yeah. year because they're accomplices. Mm-hmm. And you can't, and like I said earlier, you know, you can't um, not fight for what you want and then start crying about it tomorrow. Right. You know, get your butt up. Find <laughs> an hour if you got to wait yeah, in line. I mean, you waited almost two hours I mean, today, today. Yeah, I waited almost two hours. It was and, brutal. Um, and go vote because, you know, we, most of civilization never had that opportunity. Their lives were made, their decisions were made about their lives by other people. And and it's it, it's a big deal yeah. be living somewhere. And in this day and age, I mean, can we stave off the hand of God and the rapture so we can get more people saved. We can if the church fights. Yeah. You know, God will give us another hour of daylight. He'll let us. But if the church is just going to bunker down and comply with everything, yeah. you know, evil people in power want them to do, right. you know, what what is God going to do? Right. You know, so I, um, there's a, scripture in uh first timothy first mm-hmm. timothy um i think it's like four let me look and see if i can find it um this is a amplify this better in this translation the spirit clearly says that in the last time some will turn away from what we believe they will obey spirits that tell lies yeah they will follow the teaching of demons those teachings will come through people who tell lies and trick others. These evil people cannot see what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. It's like their conscience has been destroyed with a hot iron. <laughs> That's <laughs> where we're at today. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Jesus said it. But Jesus still lives. Yeah, absolutely. So there's still hope. I mean, the devil's been a liar from the beginning, Jesus right. said. I mean, yep. that, that's what. Yep. That's how humanity fell in the garden. Yep. The devil lied yep. to Adam and, and to Eve. And so... I always say the devil doesn't have new tricks. He has about three moves that he's yeah. always used. Mm-hmm. Lying, fear, manipulation. Those, yep. are, those are pretty, I mean, there's some others, but. Yeah, most but lies of, and fear pretty much yeah, take mo- care of everybody. And usually the fear comes through a lie. Yes. And, and oh, just, no just like Goliath. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible says that when he went out into the valley and mocked the Israelite army yep. and Saul, 
obviously what he's saying wasn't true, but the Bible says fear set into the army of Israel and King Saul. Why? Because they believed the lie that Goliath was shouting in the valley. Yeah. He, but David didn't believe the lie. And right. that's why he wasn't afraid. And that's why the Bible said that while everyone else was hiding, David ran out to meet Goliath in the valley on the battlefield. Yep. Because he chose. Went towards him. Right. He ran towards didn't him. Didn't even wait for him to come out. Saw him, the other army, they pulled back, they yep. hid behind rocks yep. and in their caves. Yep. But the Bible says David ran quickly yep. out to meet Goliath. Right. Why? Because he didn't believe the lie. And some people might so, have thought he was being mean. Or they thought yeah. he was being prideful. <laughs> right. Oh, he just has religious pride or, right. you know, whatever people say nowadays. But. I believe that there's a generation that's rising up that will stand against yes. the lies of the devil. And this is a good this is a good scripture in Isaiah yeah. Isaiah one seven and, and then twenty six. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land strangers devour it in your presence, and it is desolate, as overthrown by strangers. And I will restore thy judges. As at the first, and thy counselors as at the beginning. Mm. Afterward, thou shalt be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. <laughs> that's right. You can't be righteous if you're not faithful. Yeah. There's a correlation between those two things. So, you know, that's why what this generation, it, it, it matters. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's crucial. Yeah. And, and, and there's a remnant of people that are so hungry to see yeah. the power of the Holy Ghost. And people have this opinion that faith is optional. But, <laughs> but it's right. not optional. No. The Bible says you can't even be saved. Right. For the Bible says it's by grace through faith that you are saved. And you don't want to be going into, you know, what's coming, you know, in the, in these last days, um, you know, with all the uncertainty with the election. You don't want to be going into times like this. Yeah. Um, worse unarmed is wor- and, in the Lord. And worse you know? is coming down the pike than 2020. Right. People right. have this mentality of like, okay, when 2021 comes, everything's going to go back into peace. Right. Everything's going to kind of dial back. Just and a few normal. more links are coming off the chain. Right. And, and <laughs> Maybe a lot more. And when Jesus prophesied in Luke 21, he didn't say, when you see all these signs, don't worry. He right. said... When you see all these signs happening, look up for your redemption draws nigh. Yeah. And what did Jesus compare it to? He said it's like a a woman in in labor with her baby. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't given birth, but I know you have, obviously, mm-hmm. at least lots. One, and to me, yeah. And I was a big baby. <laughs> but they say when you're pregnant and you're about to give birth, you have something called contractions. Mm-hmm. And those contractions, when you have them, it's not like okay, you have one and then they go away and they don't come back. Right. But what happens is you have contractions that start out as a little bit of pain, and then the pain gets greater and greater because mm-hmm. the baby's coming, you know, on the way. And also, there's a short amount of time in between those contractions that happen. Right. And that's how Jesus compared the end times. Yep. He said, when you see all these things, it's like a woman who's in labor pains. Mm-hmm. So what did he mean by that? He meant that when these things are happening, don't think everything's going to go away. Right. But actually, more things will begin to happen, and there'll be shorter amounts of time in between mm-hmm. these events or these right. labor pains. Yep. And so... This election is vitally important. It's huge. It's super important. And, you know, one of the things, you know, people might disagree with this and say it's not doctrinally correct, but I believe that the outcome of this election could either hasten or delay the second coming of Christ Jesus. Because why do I say that? Because if the wrong person gets in office and has authority to do things, the devil is going to have way more free Roman reign to enact his antichrist agenda. Well, that's the thing about you vote somebody in, like Biden, who is very pro-socialist. Yeah. This here's the thing about voting in socialists: you only get to vote once. Right. Because after that, you don't get a vote. You don't get a vote. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's kind of where we are. Yeah. So, 
we're coming up on an hour and I don't want to take too long. I mean, we could do like a two and a half hour podcast on this, but I don't want to do that. Um, but, uh, I want to ask you two more questions. This first one can be very quick, but what's your prediction uh, for election? I know the polls have been saying Biden has a slight lead. I think Trump will win and he'll have over 320. What did he have in 2016? Like 340? Or more? I can't remember off the top of my head. It was three something. Yeah. yeah. He, he lost the popular vote, but he pretty yeah. much dominated the electoral college. Yes, he I did. Uh, but, but he won a lot of close ones. He, yeah. he won Michigan, Wisconsin. I also think we'll hold on to the Senate, and I think we'll get the House. Really? Oh, I do. Uh, Vegas odds, which are very unbiased. No, angels haven't showed up. And the end of my bed or anything. <laughs> right. The, You're not prophesying yeah, no. today on the podcast. <laughs> no, I, I just... That's um, what you feel. Yeah. Yeah, and... Just based on things I no, it, see and... Yeah, and I think that means a lot. And, I think that is uh, is valid, and I know last election, it was, like, way more in the favor of Hillary Clinton than it is in the favor of Joe Biden this time. And... Yeah. I mean, who knows if they it's correct... Closer. And that... But, but that, that needs to motivate people... That's yeah. like if ever people think, well, my do- vote doesn't matter. These are the elections. Your vote matters yes. because they come down to a lot of times they just come down to like certain counties. They almost always come down. There's mm-hmm. a few counties here, a few counties there. Yeah. And a lot of times those individual counties might w- be won or lost on a thousand votes. Like there's that one county in Florida. Florida, there's la- another one in la- Ohio. There, there's time, several yeah. of them. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what the, the analysts and stuff do. They go through all these. And that's that's why he stri- politicians strategically go to certain places because yeah. they're trying to you know, um, do those sort of things. But every, individual votes, they they really, really matter in close elections. And, they really, um, really do. Yeah. It's, it's so get deal. out and vote. And like get we mentioned, I, I waited two hours today to vote. And you were prepared to uh, wait three. Remember you said there oh, yeah, was the, three? And there I was said, a lady. Dad said that it's a Democrat that told you that. He's lying. <laughs> yeah, it was a Democrat lady. She was handing out the... Um, <laughs> Trying to get you to leave. They hand out those little those blue sheets that have like all the people they want you to vote for. Yes. And so she was like, I asked her how long it would be because I was at the very back of the line. She's like, oh, probably about three hours. And I waited maybe like an hour 45. Yeah. But I realized she's probably wanted me to get discouraged and go home. Oh, yeah. Because... Especially when you took the blue sheet. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't mean take... The, I, I mean, the red yeah, sheet. Yeah, I took the red one, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, That's funny. Get out and vote. And um, I'm going to finish with one last question, as we're already over an hour. But what would be your final charge to young people about the election? Don't underestimate how important um, your vote is. And... Make an effort to learn the truth about where certain candidates stand on issues. You cannot rely on Facebook and certainly not network news. Not like anybody right. watches that anymore anyway. Right. But I mean, all your all your um, your information. Make sure you're getting information from sources that aren't. Yeah. you know, liberally biased because otherwise you're and just, actually have your best interests. Yeah. Hard. You're that don't necessarily, they don't have, they're not trying to steer you one way or another. They're just giving you information. Cause otherwise if you, if you're relying on really pretty much any social media platform, any network news, it's propaganda. They, you know, they all want certain people in for certain reasons. And, yeah. um, you've got, you don't want to be one of these low information, no information voters who's making an emotional decision because, you know, your mom can't stand Trump because he yells too much or something. I right. mean, that's that's insanity. Everybody just needs to grow up. Yeah. Put on your big boy pants. Find out what people really stand for. Vote the you know the biblical yeah. principles Absolutely. and learn what they're what they're standing for. 
because you're you know your children are the ones that are going to feel the repercussions of what happens in these next four years because it could it could send us down a road that takes literally decade. I mean, I, I don't know that we'd ever get back from it. If some of these people getting, like I said, it it will usher in the coming of the Lord probably because <laughs> it's just. It's so evil. And someone might say, well, if it's going to usher in the second coming of Christ, we should let Joe Biden win. But that's not biblical because the Bible said, Jesus said, he said, occupy yes. until I come. Yeah. Because we're the salt that's and light dumb. of the world. Yeah. To have that th- that mindset. And it's weak. The Bible says it teaches that we should have an occupying mentality. Yes. That we're to take ground for the yeah. kingdom of God. Because you don't know what's going to happen between the time you let the joker into office and Jesus does come. Right. And if you've got to go through any type of... Um, traumatic, you know, you got crazy people in government that are coming against your faith and stuff. People with that sort of a no fight attitude aren't going to survive those times. Yeah. Like when there's actual real persecution. Oh yeah. And, and like the actual. If the government just said please and we listen and the church listened, we didn't, but I mean the, yeah. the church listened to them. What are you going to do when there's a guillotine out in the backyard? Yeah, and, not, and, not, gonna, and not to undermine know. what's happened this year because there actually has been real persecution. But I mean when yeah. they're threatening to chop your head off. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, there's a, diff- there's yeah. a different level of yeah, persecution. That's, that's a little different than just having to deal with mad police or right. you're in jail. Exactly. So, but it, it will eventually get to that point, the Bible says, but we have the ability to be the salt and light on the earth yeah. that can delay that as much as possible yeah. and see as many people and there's come to nothing more exciting than being on the winning team and fighting for the Lord like that's something we felt so strong this summer with the church when everybody yeah. just united together and it's like we don't know we would tell the people coming in look it's in our state it wasn't just the pastors they would arrest they told us they would arrest yeah. we had the sergeant come in or not even the sergeant I think it was the captain come in and tell us we can we'll arrest people in your church people yeah. will go to jail you know and we're telling them this and they're like it's like they don't even hear us. It's like, right. pastors, we're having church. We're, you know, we're going to, whatever. And really it was just empty threats to see if you'd back down. I mean, I know some places they actually yeah. did, but I mean. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they, they they really weren't empty threats. They were, yeah, you know, true. there was, they were doing what they couldn't until, you know, people were legally challenging them yeah, and stuff. But they were putting people. Because it wasn't just people. the Bible that they were going against. It was the Constitution. Yeah. So, and people didn't have any knowledge. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are just ignorant. They don't even know what their rights are. Nope. But um, yeah, anyway, we could go for a long, long time, but we're already over an hour. And I want to thank you for coming on uh, today's episode. And it was awesome. The time flew by. And I think one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on was because I wanted people to like be able to listen in on a conversation with me, a young person who obviously hasn't lived their whole life with, yet. With who? With uh, what kind of a person? The next generation, the, the previous generation. That's my boy. <laughs> so, but I, I want people to listen to it because um, I think a lot of times young people, they just, they shut out the voice of their parents' generation and they have no willingness to receive from their parents or no, you know, they don't, they don't care. They think they yeah. got it all together. Yeah. But, you know, it's good to talk about it and actually not just make decisions off of emotion. Right. But actually understand what's happening. Yeah, you'll never make the right choice if, yeah. you, if, if you have emotions involved like that. Right. So I hope today's episode helped you. And get out and vote. I don't mean to sound like a politician, but go vote. I mean, it's important. go stand in a line. Go get your sticker. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be good. And I believe that ultimately God will get the victory. But God yes. has put some things in the control of man. Yep. And we got to, you know, wh- wherever we can have authority and do what God's called us to do, we should do that. And so... And God's looking for leaders. He's looking for people who want to stand up and, the Bible, you know... Yeah, the Bible says the eyes of the Lord 
are yeah. searching to, to and fro, and looking yeah. looking for someone whose heart is fixed on him. Yeah. And so I believe for my generation, I know a lot of, you know, maybe even older people listen to this. And um, I want you to know that God's not finished with this generation. God's not finished with America. But I believe, I know you believe this too, Mom, that there's going to be a great revival that's already happening yes. now. But it's going to be greater than anything we've ever seen. And it's going to be accompanied by signs, miracles, yes. and, and wonders. And that's what it'll take and, to get this generation saved. And that's what it's going to take. And so I believe that with all my heart. And if you feel led uh, to partner and give to the ministry today, I want you to go to the website, which is my name, PrestonShuttlesworth.com. The link's in my bio. If you feel led to partner with the ministry, we're believing for monthly partners that will stand off the vision as uh, God opens doors for me to travel and preach the gospel and see people saved and set free and full of the Holy Ghost and God's up to something good. And I believe that these final months of the year, that no matter what's happened in the previous nine and a half, ten months, that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. That God's not finished with this generation, but God's going to do something great. And uh, I hope this episode helps you with understanding where to vote and how to vote and why you should vote and who you should vote for. And I want you to know that I love you. Um, God loves you, and I'll talk to you soon.